This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What? You don't like to make toys? No. Do you mind telling me what you do want to do? Well, sir, someday I'd like to be a, a dentist. Live from Jules' mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I just got back from the dentist, and, uh, oh, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I, I, I went there to celebrate that, you know, on this day in history, ether was used as an anesthetic for the first time, and, oh, man, that stuff's awesome. Also, you know, with my copay, it's a lot cheaper than going to the bar, so it's just fun to visit the dentist. Joe, you're so pretty. It's just, have I told you how much I love you? I'm just kidding. Your face could still peel paint off a battleship. Don't worry. Today, to help you find your financial strength, we welcome the woman behind Her Dinero Matters podcast, Jen Hemphill. And to pair your creativity with your earning power, Paulette Perhatch. And the guy who volunteered to be the first person Ether was used on way back in the Stone Ages, Len Penzo. But that's not all. I'll continue this fever dream with my trivia question. And now, a guy who I'm always weak in the knees for, mostly because he refuses to drop me off in front of Arby's and he instead makes me walk like three miles, it's Joe Salcihai. Gotta earn that Jamocha shake, Doug. Gotta earn the Jamocha shake. Now I'm not feeling so bad about calling you ugly. Calories are not free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Friday. Let me be the first one to welcome you. I'm Joe Salci. Hi, Average Joe Money on Twitter. And Doug, you had us going there for a second. I did, uh, didn't Sitting I? in the dentist chair. Yes. Like you've uh, maybe been there before. Maybe you've done that. Have you, have you had a moment where you have uh, been under... Um, anesthesia of what what tells that stuff called anesthetic anesthesia yeah i have and i've had a few moments where i haven't had enough like i've woken up in the middle of procedures and said please more please a lot more that's not good i when i was in high school i had my wisdom teeth taken out and when i woke up my mom said i said some things that uh she didn't think that polite young men should say let's put it let's just put it that way (laughs) but what we should do is get this podcast going because we're going to talk about a piece from Ben Carlson, uh, CFA, who is one of the co-hosts of the fantastic Animal Spirits podcast, a uh, great podcast on investing. Let's meet the team who's going to be here with us today. We don't have my man across the card table, Mr. OG, but we do have deep under Los Angeles, Mr. Len Penzos here. How are you, man? Well, Joe, I'm doing pretty darn good. Uh for a, while, for, for a while there, I thought I was, uh, Doug fooled me and I was going to ask him what he was, what he was on. <laughs> Maybe he could have shared it with me, but he, that's okay. That, that's all you, right. You ever been I'll figure out at, something. What, what's that? Have you been, have you been hopped up at the dentist before? Yes. Uh, not enough. You know, the last, when I had my wisdom teeth taken out, he, 
he said it wasn't good to put me completely under. And yeah. so I was kind of like <sighs> half and half. And it was the worst experience of my entire <sighs> life. I really wish he would have completely put me under because it was the guy. He, he almost had his foot on my on the dentist chair trying to yank out one of my, oh, those my wisdom no. teeth. You know, uh, no, uh, Len, that's what don't. happened to me too. It was unbelievable how he had so much trouble. And I was like, oh my God, why am I? A, I'm, I'm laying there half, half in, half out going, what am I doing here? It was brutal. Oh man, the woman who's wondering what she's doing here right now, her second week in this chair and already she's like, hey, what's the time? Paulette Perhatch is here. Paulette, you've been uh, you've been under the dentist, uh, I don't know, the dentist knife. You've been on the receiving end of this stuff like Len and Doug? Yeah, I remember one time I like, I asked them to turn it up, but like the second I got done saying that, it like really kicked in and I was like, oh, oh hang on. And like, it was like super kicked in and I knew more was coming. I was like, all right, oops, Be- my bad. Beware what you ask for. And how are things going, by the way, with Powerhouse Writers currently? Things are going great. We're in our second week and celebrating my second million reader viral story with a uh, webinar tomorrow, actually, on uh, what makes stories go viral. So excited That's about that. fantastic. You beat J-Lo with your last story. I did. J-Lo's wedding dresses. That's incredible. And it's powerhousewriters.com. And here back, finally... We would have had her back here earlier, but when we were using Fireside, you had to have an iPhone, and she's not an iPhone user. <laughs> Jen Hempel, my good friend from Her Dinero Matters, who also spoke with me at Harvard about podcasting, is here. How are you? I am good. I'm excited to be here and talk to you all. And yes, I I am an anti iPhone, but I have everything, you know, I have a Mac. It makes no sense, but <laughs> I just don't want to redeem myself all to Apple. I'm a rebel. What can I say? <laughs> well, and it's, it's been a while since you've been here. So could you tell everybody about your awesome podcast? Because Her Dinero Matters has been around for a long time. Not originally called Her Dinero Matters, but I, how long have you been podcasting? Seven, eight years? Since 2015. And I can't do math on the fly. I know. It's, it's sad. I'm in the finance space. <laughs> no, yeah. So it's, that's, it's been I think around. that's seven years. Yeah. yeah, 22 minus, yep, seven years. And obviously helping women with their money. Yes, yes. And I decided, as you said, it was originally Her Money Matters. And then I decided to talk and really specifically help the Latino community or Latinas, because as you all probably know, Latinas in terms of the gender wage gap, we are on the bottom in between all groups of women. So I decided to focus on that. And that's what I've been doing since, since 2018, I think around that time is when I did the change. I love how the Latino women in this community, though, Jen, we have some Ooh. strong women in our community wow. really working together. And you you even do a conference, right, for a lot of these creators? Not for the creators. So I did, and I've been doing two years, for the past two years, was called Financially Strong Latina. And it's basically, I bring in speakers that are financial experts to talk money and really empower Latinas. And it's been really fantastic because the feedback especially the first year was phenomenal. The feedback was like, uh, we have not seen something like this for us. And just recently, about a week ago, I got a message from one of the attendees from this year's conference, or she said that she, well, she said it in Spanish, but basically she said when she was at the conference, she had nothing. She started with nothing. Now she has opened up a Roth it has started contributing to her 401k. She's been saving. She's been doing all these things. Oh, that's so it great. Was just, she just needed that little push. So it, that, that it speaks volumes for me. No, that's fantastic. And I guess what I meant was you get a lot of these creators together to speak to your group of people. Yes. Yes. Fantastic stuff. Well, you know what, though, Jen? I had this weird dream the other day, speaking of being at the dentist. Do you, do you want to hear exactly what happened in my dream? <laughs> I don't know where this is going to take us. But okay, let's hear it. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. 
Insure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well, you know, what I think about Navy Federal, I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country. And I also think about some of our active service members. want to say a special shout out to uh, my nephews, Colin and Nathan, who are both in the Navy. Colin is stationed outside Seattle, Washington on a submarine. And my nephew, Nathan, is in South Africa as an air traffic controller. And in Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants you also to celebrate members, many of whom go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. It's all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their family are eligible for Navy Federal membership. They offer 24-7 help from their U.S.-based member service. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate to see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Wasn't that interesting, Jen? Oh, my goodness. Um, Can I keep my comments to myself? She's like, probably, probably (laughs) not. You know what? Today, we're going to talk about filling up your dream bucket. I got to say, if we had our dream panel, it would be Jen Hempel, Paulette Perhatch, Len Penzo, and my mom's neighbor, Doug. So let's get this thing going. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, Ben Carlson, CFA, wrote this. He's with uh, Ritzholtz Wealth Management. And it's the piece that we're going to be talking about is called Filling Up Your Dream Bucket. Len, do you mind diving into this for us a little bit? What's what's Ben talking about in this piece? Um, well, he's talking about uh, when you're creating your financial plan, you know, you know, how do you go about doing that and how do you manage it? You know, how how do you manage your that bucket? In the future. So, and what he does is he breaks it out. He says there's three buckets there's a safety security bucket, there's a growth bucket, and then there's something he calls the dream entrepreneurship bucket. So, um, and that's the one he, he says everyone wants to focus on generally because that's the fun one. Yeah, which is really interesting because, Jen, when you're working with people that are just starting off right in financial coaching, really it's not the dream bucket you're focused on, isn't it? Mostly getting that foundation bucket in place. Absolutely. And I really love this article because a lot of us just don't want to dream, right? We get stuck in the day-to-day and accomplishing the daily tasks that we just forget to dream. So I really like how he broke down these these buckets. And one thing that I noticed in, in seeing these buckets, because there's the growth bucket and the dream entrepreneurship bucket, and that's because I would mesh the two together, honestly, even though, but there are distinct differences. So it really made me think, and I I really appreciated this article. Yeah, because that growth bucket's really for you. And I feel like the dream bucket is about for a bigger community. Yes, for sure. And I think uh, this article guides people and gives permission for people to just dream and and take that, take that step forward that it's, it's, it's doable. But I don't know, Paulette, you know, when Jen says people don't dream enough, I'm a guy that got into trouble because I would just skip to the dream bucket, right? Yeah. I'd skip to all the frou-frou things that I want. And I think you and I might have that in common a little bit. Yeah. Like for me, I know that's very much like with ADHD, I just want everything to be exciting. And so we go right to the exciting stuff. So yeah, I have a problem, which is how I ended up writing the uh, F off fun story, which was, you know, with just jumping to the fun stuff and not doing the safety first style financial planning that we should all be doing. Which is truly, if you want to get there, I would think then beginning with that security bucket, right? I mean, that truly is for the F off fund. It truly is getting the security bucket in place first so that you can just say, Hey boss, let me tell you what I'm thinking right now. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Uh, Mr. Penzo, when it comes to that dream, but how much do you, time do you spend in each of these three buckets? Like how much of your, now that you, you're, you're in retirement, how much time did you spend focused on that security bucket versus then growing your money versus now in the dream bucket? Yeah. You know, what's funny is I guess I didn't have, maybe my dream bucket was a combination of the security and the growth buckets. When, when I was doing this, I didn't, 
I really didn't have a dream bucket unless you considered, hey, I wanted to, I wanted to retire at a certain age. That was my dream. How I got to that point was basically it was the growth bucket. I used the growth bucket to get to my dream bucket. And I had the security bucket as kind of a, a hedge, if you will. I didn't have a dream bucket. I, I really didn't, other than saying I wanted to retire by a certain age. Yeah, that's interesting, Len, to stick with you for a second, because I think that a lot of times people, I remember this when I was a financial planner, people would say, no, I'm good. And I think that that dream bucket's over and above, I'm good, right? Like once you're good, what are we going to do to help our community? What are we going to do to think kind of bigger, bring other people along with us? Like that could be super exciting for people. That could be. And let me say one thing about the dream bucket in that regard. You don't need a lot of resources from yourself for that dream bucket when it comes to helping the community. If you want to volunteer your time, that's free, basically, once you're retired. So that doesn't require a lot of resources from your overall nest egg, if you will. Um, so that's a nice thing about the dream bucket. I think most people might think that the dream bucket has got to be the biggest portion of, of those three buckets. And actually, I think that's not true at all. It really should be you know, your growth and security bucket. And I think if you get that, I think the dream bucket takes care of itself. I love that idea, Paulette, that the dream bucket can be now, if you think about it differently, don't think about it in monetary terms. Yeah. I mean, there are some people who are just like, the second you have a plan B, like you're not really committed to your dreams. And it's so hard to know like what the best thing to do is. So yeah, you can, like for me, I feel like, you know, when he asked this question of if you knew you had five to 10 years to live, like what would you do? And it's like, this is, this is what I would do, you know, with my life. And I think that that is because I was someone who like confronted mortality very young in life and people who have those experiences tend to go after their dreams because they see how short life is. So for those of us who are like the kind of the jumpers who leap into life, we are like living our dreams. It's the part or trying to, <laughs> it's the part where it's having that safety net as well. That can be a struggle. Can we talk about that for a second? Uh, fill everybody in on what you're mm -hmm. talking about. When you said that you confronted morality or, or mortality, not morality, you confronted. Oh no, I've never there. confronted morality. You know this. <laughs> not once. Uh, so my dad was killed in an accident at work when I was 17, and I was reading a Malcolm Gladwell book, and he was talking about how so many people who are artists, who live as artists, lost a parent young because they had the worst their worst nightmare happened and they survived it. And so then being an artist and all the challenges seemed like not that terrible, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's a hard life, you know, and it's hard to be an artist and make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And that's why I, I fight so hard for writers because I'm like writers and artists have such a, to me, like a sacred role in humanity and we deserve to be financially safe. Are you saying then at age 17 that really, I mean, that changed your trajectory where you're like, I'm going to be a writer, period, because I don't know how long I've got? It took me like two years to kind of come up out of it. So it happened two months before I went to college. And then the summer after my first year, I went to live with my sister who was stationed on uh, Oahu in the Marines. I had no money and I did nothing. And I sat on the beach every day. And just was like, okay, like if I'm coming back, if I'm going to live through this, like what am I going to do with my life? And I think it definitely had a big effect for sure. It just, yeah, it's just, it was just shocking how much you're just like, oh, one day you are gone and all your stuff is still here and that's it. Jen, when you read that piece, like if you knew you had five years to live, how did you answer that? It definitely made me think because we don't think, we think about just the present and maybe, you know, we don't want to think if we have five years to live. And so when I think about that, if I'm told well, I have five years to live, it really makes me uh, really not just prioritize, but fast forward some of the things that maybe I've wanted to do and put him off to start thinking about doing those things now. Uh, so I think of that. And for example, I think of maybe not postponing uh, some trips, maybe um, spending more time with family members that my family's overseas, right? Uh, some of those things that maybe I'll leave, leave off because there's no time right now. It just makes me prioritize those. Where does community enter all this? Because Paulette and Jen, you guys talked about family, but Len, where does a bigger community factor into your dream bucket? 
Well, if you, for example, I, uh, it could happen in lots of places. I mean, if you want to give your time, um, I mean, it could be something as simple as working at a food kitchen, for example, or giving your time at a school, or like I did for even while I was still working and still employed, working for you know little league or, or kids sports and 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 helping out that way. So there's lots of ways that you can do that again, where that doesn't require any money at all, really. It's just your time. It makes a huge impact, a huge impact. What's that Emo Phillips joke? He worked with juvenile delinquents. He stood on the corner and told them when the cops were coming. Like that was... (laughs) Oh, that's... That's pretty good. (laughs) Doing some community (laughs) service right there. Uh, Jen, you're also very community-oriented, I know. Absolutely. Where does that factor in? I, I really agree with Len. There's a lot of things that you can do that don't involve money. And I think too, you, you just, I think you also can think about things that maybe you've been wanting to do, but just haven't. There's so many needs and so many things that you can do when serving community. I know I never envisioned myself doing doing this event, for example, right? Yeah. I never envisioned myself doing an event, period. And it's just happened. And it was just a matter of vision. It was a matter of dreaming. And it was really a matter of giving myself the permission that it is doable. Because sometimes you put these barriers in front of you that you tell yourself is, you know, that's not happening for me, or that's not dual for me. That will never in a million years happen. But if you have the vision and you start writing things of how it could happen, there's, there's the possibilities are endless. And I've, you know, with the event, like I said, it, I didn't think that would happen, but it did. <laughs> yeah. No, if you just get out there, I found that I wasn't really passionate about anything. I was like, really, what is my community bucket? Like, what is it? And I realized that I was never going to come up with it. I just wasn't going to see, you know what I did? I just picked something. My mom has arthritis really bad. So I got involved with the arthritis foundation. One of my clients was the director of the arthritis foundation. I'm like, okay, between my client, my mom, I got two people there. And then I got involved and I found out that juvenile arthritis is this horrible thing. It's just absolutely horrible. And the more I got my hands dirty, the more passionate I became about it. Len, you know, you mentioned a food. Have you, have you done a soup kitchen before? Have you worked one of those before? Uh, yes. I was so inspired after I did it. It's nice in that you can help, but it's also eye-opening in how many people that actually when you see them, you don't, some people you'd say, I didn't realize that they were needed help. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. they present themselves well, they, they're still dressed well, they're still, yes. and, yeah. and so it's eye-opening. It gives you a, a whole new perspective, actually. Yeah, you never really realize what somebody's going through. That's correct, yes. It's amazing. I, I do want to warn people, though, about this, Paulette, is that the dream bucket, I mean, as we talk about it, this sounds like the place, clearly, like it says in this piece, where you want to be. But man, if you skip that foundation piece, it's really going to be in trouble. Like, I think this, this should be like ringing the bell to get your foundation in place. Very true. Because you know what I realized, and this is a big habit in my family and in my life, is like rushing. Like, Jen, you said you want you like, why don't I do that now? You know, and we're, you know, I'm a kind of person where I was like, I should be waiting on that. Like, I should not be doing that so soon. And it feels so much better when you know that you're doing it on like a vacation, that you're doing it on a foundation that you earned because you can't have fun on top of feeling like you're about to be in trouble. If you're feeling like, oh, I know this is going on my credit card and, oh, I hate myself, blah, blah, blah. Like that's not as fun as if you save up for it and then you go. Yeah. So that's a habit I'm always trying to get in place and stick to. Hey, can I, Joe, real quick, can I just bring something up there with Paula's story? Because this is Paula's the first I've heard this about your dad, Mm -hmm. and I'm very sorry. But I just want to say that if I had your experience, my whole life trajectory, I think, would be completely different. I Mm. really believe that. If my mother or father passed away at 17, I think I would have thought, you know, hey, life is short. At, Mm -hmm. At that, when I was 17, you know, and even... Probably until I was in my 30s, I thought, you know, life goes on forever and I'm invincible. And and I think that influenced my savings habits and how my bucket, for example, my dream bucket. I didn't even consider, like I said, my dream bucket was just, uh, hey, I want to retire at a certain age. But if I was in your shoes, I think I would have immediately went to the dream bucket. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, I used to be in a, in a music band and I was split between my engineering career and my music career. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, I, I ended up forking over to engineering full time. I guarantee you, I would have went fully into that music career. The other and way. The heck with every, yes. If I had your perspective, Paulette, from your life experience. So it's just very interesting how our paths in life are kind of so influenced by what happens to us along the way. Very, very. Uh, yeah, do you absolutely. regret then? Do you regret, Len, not sticking with it? No, I don't. No, of course not. Because, you know, I'm happy the way the way this worked out for me. You know, I wouldn't have what I have right now. I wouldn't trade it for anything. But I'm just saying I would have, I most certainly would have went the other direction if I would have said, hey, I might not be here in five years or 10 years. So, so that's all. You made my question sound so horrible, Len. Like every day you go down, look at the honeybee and your two beautiful kids and go, <laughs> you know, none of you should have been here. None of you. <laughs> Well, then maybe they wouldn't have if I went the other way. <laughs> if I could have been John Bon Jovi, none of you creeps would have any of this. No, I didn't mean any of that. I just, no, I know just, you didn't. No, I know you didn't. I remember my high school coach telling me on our way to the state track meet that he always wanted to be a singer, and he gave it up because mm-hmm. he just thought it would be too tough, that he thought he needed a full-time job, and he regretted not, not becoming And he had a beautiful voice, man, just a fantastic mm-hmm. voice. And I felt bad for him that he was stuck taking my butt to the state track meet instead of <laughs> out someplace singing, doing what he doing what he really wanted to do. I think that's a great place to leave it. I think there's some big stakes here to not getting your act in order. And I think that we definitely covered those. Coming up in the second half of this discussion, we're going to talk about those three buckets. I'm going to ask our panel questions about that security bucket, best piece of advice, best piece of advice for the growth bucket. And then when we're getting the dream bucket together, where to start there. But before we do that, we've got this fantastic segment on our show where we ask a trivia question and mom's neighbor, Doug has that question, but on Friday, it's a little different than what we do on Monday, Wednesday. We pit our three contestants against each other, Paulette, Len, and Jen, who is playing on behalf of OG today. And Jen, the fact that you are OG presents some, uh, well, there's some good news and some bad news, Jen. Guess what? Uh, which one do you want first? Do you want the good or the bad news? I want the bad news. <laughs> you want He's the probably ba- won a lot. So you. <laughs> the, the bad news is, is you are winning. Uh, which means that you are going to have to guess first today. That is the bad news. Oh, wonderful. Yes. The but the good, the good news, though, is that you are winning. You have 13 net points because you uh, tied uh, Paulette for, uh, um, on one question earlier in the year. So you've got 13 and a half. Len has 12. Len, man, the last couple weeks lens become a point scoring machine and Paulette taking over for Paula Pant uh, got her first win in her first week here last week she's up to nine and a half so man it is tightening is it going to continue to tighten we're about to find out because Doug has today's trivia question Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And in our open today, I talked about the dentist. So let's keep that theme going, shall we? In 1846, Boston dentist William Morton used ether as an anesthetic for the first time as he extracted an ulcerated tooth from Eben Frost, no relation to Jack. Based on the video evidence from that time, Mr. Frost was pretty high. Dude, it's awesome, isn't it? Just like the stock market can get high from time to time. I wish that time was now, but actually, it isn't. In fact, what percentage of the time since 1950 has the stock market, as measured by the S&P 500, been within 2% of an all-time high number? I'll be back with the answer right after I go floss. And while Doug is busy with the floss, we are going to grab your answers. So, Jen, stock market within 2% of its all-time high between now and 1950. What percentage of the days has the stock market been within 2% of its high? I have to say, this is a question for OG to answer. He is a financial planner. I don't even educate people on the stock market. So I apologize, OG. I take your winning streak. I don't know where it's going today. So I like how Jen opens up with an apology 
before she even begins. <laughs> well, this is not my area. <laughs> my non-educated guess for a percentage. Good Lord. That's not a percentage. I know. Four <laughs> percent. I have no clue. Four percent. Is that your final answer? Four percent. I. That's gonna. Yeah. I. Yeah. I have no clue. Four percent of the time, within two percent of its all-time high. Len, how about you, man? I think it's higher than that. <laughs> Even if I didn't know, I think I'd have to go a little higher than that. But I, for some reason, I think it's significantly higher than that. I'm gonna say. Gotta be careful here, because again, it's, there's a strategy. I'm going to say. <laughs> and people that aren't watching the video can't see the look in Paulette's eye, like she's just waiting. Got my Chelsea Brennan's ready. I'm going to say seventy-one percent. Seventy-one. Holy cow! Len goes the other way. Paulette, that creates a big old field goal oh, there. Oh man. Jen said four. Jen said four. Jen, you seem like a lovely person, but I'm going to say five. <laughs> I have a black, black heart. If it's four or less, we're, we're well, really... that would make me feel smarter if we're right, because I am clueless. Now, now, Jen, that's not true. That's not true, Jen. Not true at all, actually. I've known Jen for a long time. We've done masterminds together and definitely not. But also, I don't know, Doug, there may be a reason why we picked this trivia when OG's not around. So we we maybe have even tighter competition, maybe a little bit. So Jen's got four. Len went with seventy one. Len, yeah, and I actually, I'll be honest. Now that all, all the the guesses are in, I think it's actually higher than that. Wow! And Paulette's got five. Well, we're going to see in just a moment. We'll be right back. Well, if this weekend you're on your way out to look at cars, you're going to go. Whoa! Wait a minute. Car buying is not what it used to be. Well, is car buying ever really easy? Well, Navy Federal made it easier because when you become a member of Navy Federal Credit Union, life gets better. And because of the way car buying has been lately, they sat down, they thought about it, and they created a fully loaded car buying experience, making it so much better. You can finance, buy, protect, and enjoy your auto purchase all from one convenient place. They have pre-approval. is good for 90 days, so you know what you can afford while you shop. They offer great auto loan rates, and you can shop for new and used cars with Navy Federal's car buying service. I've used this service and have saved thousands of dollars using it. That's powered by TrueCar. You can also get exclusive member savings with Carfax, SiriusXM, and more. They're always available with 24-7 member service representatives to answer any questions. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash car buying. That's NavyFederal.org slash car buying credit and collateral subject to approval. Navy federal credit union is federally insured by NCUA. And now a word from our sponsors at betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words... Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, Jen, you kick things off with 4%. Now that all the guesses are in, you feeling good? As good as I'm going to get today. You know, <laughs> just standing in for OG, like... <laughs> The pressure. Come on. I don't think there's any pressure, Jen. Uh, Len, 71%. You're feeling very good about that answer. It's in the bag. I got it. Oh, Paulette. <laughs> you think it's in the bag? Because look at it, Paulette's face. I, I think Paulette would beg to differ. I have no idea. I'll say like my original, I was thinking like 20% or 15%. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, you know who has the answer? Uh, Mr. Doug. What do you got, man? Hey there, stackers. I'm stock market trivia master and dental frequent visitor, Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. Today, we're talking about getting high. 
Well, the S&P 500's getting high and also the anniversary of Ether getting used in dentistry. And that's today's question. How often has the S&P 500 been within 2% of its highest marker between 1950 and today? The stock market is within 2% of an all-time high and amazing 24% of the time. That means first, the phrase, does the stock market seem high right now, should totally be answered with, dude, you're never too high to invest. And it also means that Paulette, Paulette, see what I did there, is our winner today. The crowd goes wild, Paulette. Nice work. Thank you. Paulette, two weeks in a row, Paulette gets it. Len, I got to ask you, Jen, you won't know the answer to this, which is why I'm going right to Len. Paula leaves, can barely keep up with you and OG. Paulette comes two weeks in a row, grabs it. What's up there? I I don't know, but uh, you know what? That's great, man. We got a competition going. That's excellent. (laughs) That's excellent. Continues to tighten. And Jen, you not getting it just means that you just made the plot thicken for the rest of us for the rest of the year. So thank you for doing your part. Thanks, Jen. (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) Nice work. All right. We got a second half of a discussion talking about three bucket investing. Let's go. Second half of this discussion is brought to you by Magnify Money. Jen Hempill, you know what happens when you go to stackingbenjamins.com slash magnify money? I don't know if you know this, Jen, it's an audio podcast. You have to actually say something into that device in front of you. I know you have one of these yourself. It's called muting. Unmuting. Yes. That was the theme song of 2020, wasn't it? Hey, Jen, you're muted. Yeah. Uh, you, you said you do. You do know what happens when you go to Magnify Money. Stackingbenjamins.com slash Magnify Money. There's going to be a fantastic opportunity for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Right there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> About time we got another podcaster on here. You know, the uh, those brick and mortar products you use every day, like savings accounts, checking accounts, CDs often not the best in class. There's much better stuff at online banks, and those are all ranked head-to-head at Magnify Money. Go to stackybenjamins.com slash Magnify Money. And as Jen said, something wonderful will happen when you go there. You'll get way better rates, pay much less in fees. Nice job, Jen. Maybe Jim, some confetti. Throwing Jen, at Jen, Jen, Well, now, now Jen's going a little too far. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Doug's the one that complains that I always ask the wrong person. That was good, Doug. She got it. She got it. She totally got it. <laughs> Nailed it. (laughs) Let's dive in, Jen. We'll keep this with you. Uh, We're going to start off with each of these buckets. So we've got the security bucket, number one, getting that foundation in place. Number two is your growth bucket. Number three, then the dream bucket. If we look at those three buckets, let's start off with the security bucket. Your best piece of advice for somebody who just is listening to this and they need to get that security bucket in place. What's your number one tip for that person? Emergency funds. If you haven't gotten... A lot of people still to this day, even though we talk about it, emergency funds within the pandemic, there was that research that showed still people aren't saving. So if you haven't gotten that in place, start doing it. And then maybe it's because you feel that the six months of monthly expenses that you need to save is huge. Start where you're at with what you, with, with, with what you have. That's what I always say. But I think the emergency that's going to give you security. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we have had life happen. And because of that emergency funds, we did not have to get into any debt. So it's a lifesaver for sure. That's fabulous. And I love this idea about taking a little bit at a time too. I think people freak out when they look at the whole thing at once. Don't look at the whole thing at once. One step at a time. Paulette, how about you? Your best piece of advice for somebody just trying to get off the ground. Oh, gosh. Um, get your friends involved and make it a community effort and talk about what you guys are dreaming toward and what you want. So you make it a positive thing rather than a restrictive thing. You know, I used to have my uh, a monthly money dinner with friends and it was so fun and funny. And we were all just like 
felt dumb together, but then we all knew each other's goals and it wasn't like, oh, I can't go out or whatever. It was like, hey, like we know we want to go on that hiking trip in three years. Let's, you know, I got to, I still have to make my, you know, $50 savings goal for the week. So let's eat in tonight. Something like that. I love this idea of feeling dumb together. I mean, I think that's fantastic because as you know, there's no such thing. And when you're in a room of like-minded people, who cares if you ask the quote dumb question? Mm -hmm. When I was a financial planner, people would always start off questions as, well, I think this is dumb. And then it asked the same question everybody else asked, like literally everybody else asked, which was not a dumb question. Len, how about you? For somebody that needs to build that foundation, great piece of advice. Well, I mean, the first thing to build any foundation, I mean, you have to know, you have to know what's coming in and what's going out. I mean, it's important that you're not, I know this is, it's, it's, you hear it all the time, but if you don't know what's going in, what's coming in and what's going out, you got to have a budget. Okay. So make sure you understand you don't spend more than you're earning. And also remember that it's important to walk before you run. And that, that also means you're not going to earn you know, you're not going to save $500,000 in your first year or your first two years. You know, it's okay to start saving early up front. And especially for that security fund, that's the first thing that you've got to get. So before you even start saving for your future, get that security, get that emergency savings account. Because I'll tell you what, if you don't have that emergency savings account, I think I, I read the, uh, there was the stat that 46% of Americans don't have enough $400 savings like if they wow. you know you get a you lose your tie you know you get a couple flat tires a flat in your i mean how are you going to get to work so i mean you've got to have that emergency savings up front so uh i guess that's that's basic but but like i said you got to walk before you can run i love that emergency fund community and getting a budget together like very solid advice. I thought when I was starting out that I would short circuit all those, like forget it, I'm just going to earn more money and you can't out earn bad spending habits. Like you just, you can't. The growth bucket, we often make mistakes. We talked about the market being at an all time high and people always saying, isn't the market high right now? Well, a good amount of the time it is high. So Jen, somebody who's trying to get into investing for the first time, I know, like you said, during our trivia, investing is not your expertise. But what's a good piece of advice being somebody who's been a coach for a long time? I said it earlier, it is just start with what we, you have. Investing gives you the opportunity that you don't need to invest hundreds and thousands of dollars right away. You have different options to start investing with a little money. Unlike real estate, you have to have money, a good bit of money to invest. So I think just starting, I'm a big, I always talk about that. Just start where you're, start where you're at with what you have is huge and goes a long way because it takes away that fear and the overwhelm from investing. Paula, let's talk about that fear for a second. A lot of people starting off with investing, they freak out because there's so much fear. I'm going to invest in the wrong thing. How did you get over that? I just started with the you know, kind of the the bowling lane that had the two, you know, inflatable things on the side. So I didn't, uh, I didn't fall off the, the rails. Bumpers. I, the, bumpers. the bumpers. Yeah. I mean, I just do betterment, you know, and I look forward to the days when I can get an advisor. And I don't know, just like, I, I really liked one thing that Ramit Sethi said that was, it's like with exercise where some people have to analyze it. Like if you want to be a long distance runner or an Olympian, you have to do all this analysis. But for most people, just like eating fewer calories, doing more exercise, getting the basic shoes, that's all you need, right? So I'm just like, I'm just going to put money in betterment every week, you know? So like sticking to the very basics and the simple, but there's, I mean, I don't think you guys realize because you're, this is your world, but like just the idea of like a financial product. If you said that to the average person, they'd be like, what are you talking about? I don't know what that uh, word is. Yeah, right. The amount yeah. of terrible phrases and names. And I mean, it is very confusing. So I think just sticking to the basic principles and taking the time to, to read books and educate and figure out the basics, but it's very intimidating and the spending. The temptation to spend is crazy. The marketing is crazy. So it's really hard to keep hold of your money. I mean, I'm a total spender. I'm like the dopamine junkie on the spending. So I'm, I still struggle. It's really hard. That's why, Paula, I don't like the fire phrases like coast fire and fat fire and lean fire, because I feel like we already have enough crappy phrases <laughs> that freak people out. And that would freak me out even more. Like, what the hell? Now I got to know all these. I don't even know the first terms. Like Roth IRA is the dumbest term of all time. <laughs> like, why do we call it a Roth IRA? And 401k, which is just the tax code. Why isn't it like a retirement sa savings yeah. account? Or 
It's it's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Len, people just starting out investing, your best piece of advice, my friend? Well, if you work for an employer, obviously you want to get into that 401k. You want to, you want to put in the minimum to the match because that's 100% return on your investment right away. And then you want to make it as painless as possible. So start small. Again, walk before you run. Don't, don't try. I mean, if you want to be ambitious, go ahead. But he's singing off your song sheet, Jen. <laughs> but, but in the 401k, you can choose your, the various uh, options within there. If you want to go outside of that, index funds are great for investing. And then to make it also as painful, painless as possible, when you start small, let's say you, you only set aside 3% uh, your first year. Uh, and if you get a raise, take a portion of that raise or all of that raise and then put that into your 401k and you won't miss, you won't miss that extra money that you got in the raise. And if you do that over time, within five or six years, you'll be at the max on your contributions and you'll be saving like a, like a champion. That's fabulous advice across the board, guys. Let's end it on this one. Now the dream bucket, getting involved with our community, having these bigger dreams. Uh, Jen, best advice there. Well, one of the things that I have had when I was coaching more, I would have my clients create what I call the dream budget. And so basically we, I know Len talked about having a budget. You've got your present budget. And with the dream budget, you would pretty much go through all those same categories, but you would add on to what you want your dream life to look like and compare the two. And sometimes what happened with clients is that they would look at their present and that dream budget. And they're like, you know what? I'm not far off. Or maybe they just weren't dreaming big enough, right? But it's, it gives you that, those tangible dollar amounts that you have, that you can work towards. And I think that's powerful for, and it's always been powerful for my clients to see that. Paulette. I think the biggest thing to do is just to get around people who are living that dream and be inspired by that and see it up close. And I think that really helps you realize that it's possible. And sometimes the way you can get close to those people is just through YouTube or Instagram. And then I like to go to conferences, have habits that cause you to dream bigger, including, you know, reading a lot, listening to podcasts, watching, you know, LinkedIn learning, just improving your skills and impressing yourself and growing. And then there's kind of this fun aspect of like, well, let me see what else I can do. You know, it increases your confidence that you really believe you can continue to, uh, to grow and to achieve your dreams. I love in two of the, your three answers, Paulette, that you focused on community. Cause I think a lot of people don't think of money management as a community thing. And I think it totally can be, mm-hmm. and it is far more powerful when you surround yourself with the right people and this positive messaging and people that you know, are going to have your back because things are not always going to go right. Yeah. Uh, Len, finish this off, man. What's uh, for that dream bucket? What do you think? For helping community, let me just say this. There is so many things out there that you can do. You know, think about your interests and then how you can help. For example, if you like animals, go to a shelter. There's, they love to take uh, volunteers over there to, to help take care of the animals. If uh, you enjoy uh, parks and rec, go to, if there's a um, maybe a county park that might need help. Um, they'll be taking volunteers as well. If you like kids, sports, do the sports programs. There's t- there's not enough adults willing to help coach teams. I, I can't get over how when when I was in uh, doing the little league stuff, oh, there were so many parents. They just they were relying on uh, all of others to take you know do the coaching. There's only so many people out there that can do that stuff. I mean, and you don't even have to have any knowledge when I mean that, but that are willing to do that. So there's so many things. If you'd like to read, go to a library. There's, there's just so many things out there that you can do and there's that people will appreciate getting volunteers. I had a client that had been an accountant and when he retired, uh, started just doing, um, doing taxes for free at the, at the senior center locally mm. and loved it and got some great stories from these, these, uh, these incredible people and um, just had a wonderful time being part of the community. Doug, out of all these pieces of advice, what really spoke to you today? Uh, you know, Len talking about uh, getting involved with, with kids stuff. That was a passion of mine as well. And I did, I did a lot of coaching of a lot of different sports and, and actually Len, the only thing I would disagree with you on is I think where there's a greater need is not coaching it's being an umpire or a referee of some kind of sport because nobody wants to do <laughs> that right. anymore. 
You are right, and kind of for good reason. <laughs> they just get <laughs> yes, abused. You're absolutely right, Doug. But that will make, because there are, seriously though, there are some leagues, pick a sport, almost any sport, where they struggle to have games because they can't get anybody to ump the game or to referee, to be the soccer referee or the hockey referee. And so they, they've had to reschedule stuff. Sometimes stuff just gets canceled. So if you really want to make a difference in some kids' lives, go be the punching bag for all the parents who, who don't want to coach. They want to sit on the sidelines and yell at the refs. That's the biggest difference you can make. I love this idea, Doug, of, uh, you know, people yelling at the refs. Because you know what? This game between fifth graders oh, yeah. is, is really going to be the end of the world. And I wonder what some of these parents are actually teaching my their kids. kid's going to get a D1 scholarship if you don't. Uh, yeah. If you just were fair. No, he's not, lady. No. He's not getting a D1 scholarship. Trust me. No. And uh, Jen, I like where you started this all. You know, d- d- don't think about all this at once. Just bite off what you can. I, I love that advice. That, I think, is going to put a pin on this one, guys. We'll link to this piece on our show notes at stackybedjamins.com. Let's find out what's going on where all of you are. Uh, we'll have our guest of honor, Ms. Hemphill, go last. Uh, Len, what's happening at lenpenzo.com? Oh, it's that time of year. We've got uh, Halloween's right around the corner. And so I am rerunning an article that was basically written by my daughter when she was 10 years old on her favorite Halloween treats, the top 10 Halloween treats that trick-or-treaters love. So, hey, if you want to be the coolest house on the block, come on by to lenpenzo.com. And uh, find out what the 10 best treats are from a 10-year-old girl. You're plagiarizing a 10-year-old kid's term paper? Well, it's my daughter. She, no, no, no. This is from my daughter. You they, have I take advantage of it. Doug, come on. I take, I, she's, my daughter, Nina, she has written so many articles for my blog. It's, uh, and, and I paid her for most of them. For most of she them. She is. She's a, she's a good writer. You know, she actually had one of her articles went on the, got on the front page of MSN, actually, when she was like 12. So, yes, yeah, so, so I've used her. But this is when she was 10, and she Was it about she child labor laws? <laughs> don't get me in trouble here, Doug. No, that's family. I don't think we have to. I think I'm exempt. Well, and I think that's, that's great. I mean, having, having uh, that type of exposure early on. Uh, Paulette, what's coming up on, on your calendar? The, uh, the workshop, Blowing Up, Six Elements that makes stories break the internet. Um, and that is at goingviralworkshop.com. I actually learned the through the research of Chip and Dan Heath after my first piece went viral. There are like these six elements that cause virality. And I went back to my piece and I was like, oh my God, yeah, they're all there. And um, and then having my second piece go viral, I was like, okay, I got to teach this in a workshop because obviously like made lightning strike twice. So I was like, okay, I think I can teach this now. So if people want to sign up and there's also a replay ticket if people want to do that too. So it's uh, goingviralworkshop.com. Goingviralworkshop.com. I'll link to that in our show notes at stackybenjamins.com. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You go viral once, you think it's luck. You go viral twice, there's clearly something there. And um, I think that's, even if you're just trying to get the point across, I would think it work with a some piece through work. Yeah, I mean, it's just communicate, clear communication and also, you know, just the ways in which, and what I love about going viral is that it's not the piece that goes viral, it's a million people who you cause an action like to read something or to share something. And, and I just, I love that. I just, I love the power of story. And I think it's the more I learn about it, the more obsessed I get with it. Speaking of story, a woman who always shares great stories on her podcast. How about that segue, huh, Jen? Beautiful. Jen Hempel. What's, (laughs) what's, what's going on? Thanks for joining us again. It's been way too long. What's going on at Her Dinero Matters? We are starting to plan for Financially Strong Latina to 2023. My goodness. Wow. Uh, so we're doing that, trying to figure out which direction, what we're going to do, which direction to take, what the theme is going to be. Uh, there's a lot of moving pieces. So we're, we're starting to do that. And if somebody wants to watch out for that, where do they go? Uh, just look up financiallystronglatina.com that will you'll be able to watch some videos from previous our previous events uh and sign up to join the wait list and when we're ready and announce that that the doors are open you'll be in the know fantastic and we'll link to that as well on our show notes at stackybedjamins.com 
That's going to do it for today. I just have one more question, Doug. What should we have learned today? Well, Joe, first, take some advice from Jen Hemphill and company. Want to fill your dream bucket? Build that foundation fast. Get yourself on solid footing on the ground, and you'll be working in the clouds with your plans before you know it. Second, not all your dreams need to get put in a bucket for later. Look for ways you can start on some of your dreams today. But the big lesson? Never manage your investments while you're under the influence, even of a dentist. I'm not sure my big GameStop stock buy is going to look as good tomorrow as it did like an hour ago. Wait, why is there a comma in that number of shares? Oh, crap. Thanks to Jen Hemphill for joining us today. Find out more about working with her at jenhemphill.com and listen to her podcast, Her Dinero Matters, wherever you're listening to us right now. We'll also include links in our show notes at stackingbenjamins.com. Thanks to Len Penzo for joining us today. You can find Len at lenpenzo.com slash almost a rock star. Thanks to Paulette Perhatch for joining us. Know when you're going to find out your writing has cost you money? After you lose the bid, the job, or the respect of your coworkers. To prevent that from happening, join Paulette's Powerhouse Writers Coaching Program. Find out more at powerhousewriters.com. The show is the property of SP Podcast LLC, copyright 1964, and is I'm just checking to see if you're listening. It's copyright 2022. I mean, who listens to these credits anyways, right? It's written in part by the aforementioned Paulette Perash. You don't even need a class. I used a big word like aforementioned. With help from Joe Saul Cihai, Jordan Grummet, a.k.a. Doc G, and of course, you know, a little bit from me, this guy right here. Thanks also to our team who made today possible. Karen Repine juggles the production of this show while raising two strapping young lads. Brooke Miller handles the show notes and creates our amazing newsletter, The 201. You know, while raising a one-year-old, she doesn't have that much on her plate. Tina Eichenberg handles the video version of this show and a tyke of her own. Plus, Autumn Seahigh and Gertrude Smith are our social media mavens. Gertrude is mom to a bunch of you in the basement, our Facebook group. Come join the fun at stackingbenjamins.com slash basement. Not only should you not take advice from these canned cranberries, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, speak with Len Penzo. No, don't talk to Len. Talk to a real financial advisor. Welcome to the after show. This is the part of the show that doesn't exist. What happens in the after show stays in the after show. We started off talking about uh, bad dental experiences. I was thinking that we might have other either horror stories or funny stories, or I don't know, some uh, story about being at, at your doctor or your dentist. And just to kick it off while our esteemed panel thinks of theirs, I'll tell you mine. I had this great doctor when I was living in Michigan that I found literally through the directory. You know, you got your big HMO directory. I just pick him at random and he was phenomenal. He was a great doctor. I love the way that he would talk to me. I'd love the fact that he would do the exam and then you put all your clothes on and you would go to his office and you'd sit across the desk like two human beings instead of me half naked, you know, just, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, can I put my clothes back on? super just, just, and funny. Um, so I referred him to a lot of people. He ended up getting along very, very well with Cheryl, my spouse. And so I come in one time and he said to me, he goes, uh, he goes, Hey, Saul Cihai, are you related to Cheryl? 
And I go, wait, wait a minute, doc. I referred you to Cheryl. Like I'm the whole damn reason that Cheryl even came here. Like, come on. So then later on, it was during my physical later on, he has me, this is a little compromising, but I think we've been there before. I'm bent over the desk and he's putting on the glove and he starts laughing while he's putting on the glove. And I turn around and I'm like, what's, what's so funny? And he goes, well, I can't remember you, but you're not about to forget me. <laughs> wow. Ha ha ha. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm standing there with my pants down going, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that Does is. Does anyone that have is. one of those men in black? <laughs> eye flash things that will make you forget everything for the last five minutes. <laughs> right. I need one real bad right now. I didn't want that image. You know, I'm sorry you felt uncomfortable, Joe. I, you know, I, my doctor, what he does is he takes his clothes off too, so we all feel no <laughs> need to. worse, Paulette. No. No. <laughs> Just dig it a hole. Jen, save us. You must have one of these that's, that are PG. I think so, because I have no recollection of my you know, dental experiences. So I must have just been feeling they put me in a good state because I, I, I don't I don't know that that's good. Well, I think that's good because I don't want to be in pain. And But recently, a few months ago, my oldest, uh, Joe, he turned 20. What am I going to do? I have a 20 year old. OK, so he had his wisdom teeth. And it's just funny afterwards because Afterwards, he's all, you know, groggy and everything. And he asked for his cell phone and he's making plans with his friends. I'm like, you don't want to be texting your friends right now. So I had to text some of his friends. I don't know what he's saying because he wouldn't give me my phone, the phone, his phone back. So I was like, whatever he says, if he embarrasses himself, just know this is what's happening. So I had to forewarn them. Just let them know that there is no zombie apocalypse. There is no, uh, he loves you all very much. Yes. Yeah. I took it home. No, that's good. And I feel like that was mom insurance as well. (laughs) I've had those nights around the solo stove where Cheryl's taking the, taking the phone. She's like, you're not getting on social media, uh, while you're sitting around the solo stove. Paulette. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Doctor story. Oh God. Um, I'll tell my friend's doctor story. This is my favorite. She was giving a urine sample and she, when she went to wash her hands, she put it on top of the uh, paper towel dispenser. And when she pulled out a paper towel, it fell and it fell all over her. Oh, no. And then she said to the nurse, like, oh, my gosh, that must happen all the time. And the nurse is like, no, this is the first time that's ever (laughs) happened to anyone. In history. It's so bad that the nurse wouldn't lie about that. Like, if I were that nurse, I would say, oh, yeah, no big deal. But no, let's put the heat lamp on. Yeah. So bad. No, just you. Just you. Your problem. Len, you never have any problems at the doctor, I'm sure. I'm getting old. You know what? There's all kinds of issues with it. Let me just – this isn't really that big of a deal, but this was when I was younger. I was on a softball team, and I slid into second base, and uh, this was a co-ed softball team. And look, ladies, don't don't email me, okay? But the second baseman was – she wasn't that good. So I'm sliding into second. There was a, I was making a round and a turn. The, the outfielder threw to the second baseman and she, of course, she missed the ball. This is a softball now, not a baseball. Well, I had, I was sliding and my right hand was in the air and that softball hit my pinky dead. I mean, square on. And it, it when I looked down, the, the pinky was in the shape of an L. Okay. Oh, no. So uh, we immediately went to the hospital and, and, uh, the doctor looks at him and he goes, oh, yeah, he goes, oh, that's pretty bad. He goes, that's, we're going to have to, he goes, I, he goes, you know, um, I really can't give you any sedative or anything like this. And we're just going to have to, I'm going to have to set it. And I oh. said, okay. You know, he goes, he, I go, is it going to hurt? And he goes, oh, oh yeah. He goes, it's gonna, <laughs> he goes, I'm not going to lie to you. He goes, it's going to hurt. And so I was like, okay, all right. He goes, he goes, so he grabs my arm and my pinky. He goes, I'm going to count to three. And when I count to three, I'm going to pull as hard as I can to straighten this thing out. I said, okay. And he went one and he pulled <laughs> before I even got ready for three. Thank Perfect. And you know what? It was the best thing he ever did <laughs> because yes. I don't think I'd have made it to three just with the, uh, anyways, but that, so there's a trick uh, that those doctors use. That was, that was a good one. Oh, 
Okay, Doug. <laughs> Finish us off, oh, man. Oh, great. Good Lord. I don't know if I can take any more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I had, I mean, quickly, I had the similar experience that Len had. We having my, I had my wisdom teeth taken out really late in life. And I came to, and I think he had one, like, one leg was still on, one foot was still on the floor, but the other foot was up on the chair and he was lifting my whole body out of the chair, trying to get, get the teeth out and they were not coming out. And I'm, you know, I'm awake and aware of this and I start making whatever noise I can make with my mouth full of metal instruments. And I don't know what they did, but I went out again, but that's a pretty traumatic memory that I have. But, but what might've been worse and more embarrassing was, (laughs) but wait, um, there's more. (laughs) But wait, there's more. If you call right now, we'll include a colonoscopy story. Oh, God. That one might not make the podcast. Everyone was calm except for me, and I'm glad I was on mute. I can't. I can't with you, Doug. I don't understand. I just can't. We might not, might not hear that one on the podcast. I don't know why not. Oh, my God. That's as clean a story as it can get. Well, Stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine... You can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD, employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.